right. <laughs> Welcome back to Life Lessons with Linz. Today, I'm so excited. I have Ashley Michelson here with us. She is what I like to call somebody in uh, uh, the slash generation, which <laughs> means she has a lot of slashes in her title. Some are she owns her own PR agency. She's a model. She's a producer. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself, but um, welcome, Ashley. How are you? Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. Yeah. So excited. So what did I miss in your slash? What else? Um, <laughs> God, what else do I do? Um, yeah, I started out as a model, um, and then for the most part, it's my PR agency where mm -hmm. we kind of specialize in social media, creative directing, um, producing. We work with celebrities and bloggers in terms of getting our brands, you know, exposure. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm considered that slash generation, yeah. which is why I actually started my company. Because when people would ask me, what do you do? I'm like, oh, God, I hate this question. Yeah. So then one day I had, like, an aha moment, if mm -hmm. you will. And I'm like, well, why don't I just open up an umbrella name and list all these things I do as services? Okay. So what is that? what's that company called? So that's Ashley Michelson PR. Okay. And then under that is styling and creative directing and social media media management and all okay. the other services we provide. So that way I'm not walking around saying I do 20 million things. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> I still it. do. It's just titled do differently. You have a, do you have a favorite thing that you do? Um, probably creative directing. Yeah. yeah. I love being on set. I love being on the other side mm -hmm. of the camera now um, and putting all the pieces together and finding all the right talent to execute a productive shoot. Fun. Yeah. Fun. So um, where are you from? Tell us how you got to... Um, La La Land. Yeah. So originally from upstate New York, Rochester. Crazy neighbor. I know. <laughs> so we just figured this out. Uh -huh. So you're from Geneva. I am. That's so great. Yeah. So we're neighbors. Yeah. Um, and then, so I grew up there, small town. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to New York City um, when I was 18, full time. Okay. Was that to model at the time? That was, yeah, to go to FIT, the fashion school. I went to FIT. You did? <laughs> We have probably already crossed paths like 15 <laughs> times, and we're just now realizing it. What did you go to school for? Fashion merchandising management. Okay, I went for advertising and marketing communication. Okay, I should have done that one, I feel like. It's more, I went because I was, you know, if you go for, to school for marketing, I guess at the time it's hard because at FIT you don't go for liberal arts and then decide your major. You have to right. apply to the school of and no, whatever. Yeah. So I, I felt like... I, I could market, you know, now I market people, you right. know, for a living yeah, as so an agent. Yeah, you can apply to a lot of different you, things. You can. You can yeah. apply to anything, even yourself. So yeah. I felt, you know, that would be just a broader range, I guess. A hundred percent. I wish I did go with that degree because mine was more so like it taught you how to be a buyer. Right, right, and right. And there's so many numbers involved. And I'm like, I suck at math. Yeah, so like, I think is... that's why I didn't do that one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you went to <laughs> FIT. We've lived parallel lives. Yeah. Where'd you live in the city? Um, I lived in the dorms initially okay. oh, and Nagler you were Hall. Oh, one of the cool ones. Yeah. I did not live in the I lived in the Bronx. <laughs> oh. And then I moved to Wall Street. Oh, fancy. Rent was a little it – was, it was really nice, but I wish that I lived there a little later because I wasn't um, – I don't think I was like old enough for like the Wall Street man yeah. and all, you know, but it's like being single in the city yeah. later in life would have been nicer, you know, than a college kid coming home at 3 a.m., you know, yeah. like and seeing people. Taking the train all the way yes. downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I moved, um, I moved out here for, uh, to LA for a summer and then I lived uh, in Murray Hill. Basically. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Hell. I stayed in the city because I felt like I didn't, I had a feeling I wouldn't live there forever. And yeah. so I was like, if while I'm here, I want to be in the city 
and I'll just figure out how to stay here until I'm ready to move to whatever's next. Yeah. Then that led me, you know, out here. But that's what I did as well because I was living, like I said, in the Bronx, Bronx, which is Riverdale. And I was like, okay, before I leave, Mm because I knew I always wanted to go to Los Angeles. I'm like, I have to live in the city for one year. Yeah. So then I found this like. I must have been like 300 square foot uh-huh. studio in Chelsea oh, slash yeah. like me packing. It was like the worst place ever. And I was like, <laughs> I made it. Like yeah. I'm in the city. Like I felt so great. Except like I literally was living with like mice and cockroaches in my wall. And I'm like, it's okay. Disregard those. Like I live in the meatpacking district. Like I was like, no worries. But except like you'd open up your door and there'd just be so much like chaos and things going on. And I was like, I'll never get ahead in life because like there's a club next door. Absolutely. And nothing shuts down until like 4 a.m. plus. So I'm like – LA will be safer because things close at 1.30. Right, right. I know. And then you come here and then you're like, oh, but there's after parties in the hills. See, I never got into those, thank God. My thing would be afterwards I'd always want like one more drink. I'm like, okay, well, let's find a place for one more. And then after spending like a half an hour getting up to the hill, I'd be like, why am I here? No, and I know. And I'd always leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. No, I hear Night you. ends at 1.30. <laughs> that's good. And that's why you're so um, productive now. I and try. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, time management with owning your own company or you were saying you know um just before we started recording like if you have a side hustle excuse me like what is your what is your advice why don't you tell everybody you know who who does want to have a slash in their title and they don't know how yeah absolutely and I love this question I love the subject Mm -hmm. I mean there's a lot that I can say but like my takeaways would be so if you're kind of stuck in the nine to five rut and you have a side hustle and you really want to make that transition, mm-hmm. like you have to have boundaries, time management and organization. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds cliche, but if you actually like put those to play and execute them, mm-hmm. I promise you can like at least start to see that shift a little bit. And so what I mean by that is like, you know, after five o'clock, you literally have like your social life, say goodbye to it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just focus on whatever the next step is to grow that side business. Right. The weekends, the same thing, like just needs to be focus and really have boundaries with your social life as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously we all want balance. And I know that's a key word lately is like right, right. balance and self-care. And I agree with all of that and you have to. But I also think that there's something really rewarding of like learning how to say no and even prioritizing your social life. How do you think um, I'm not the best at saying no? And I do think I'm somebody that runs myself too thin. Also, um I, we had one of my best friends, um, Julie LaPlaca, who's a producer on The Bachelor. She was on here, and and she's like the queen of saying no. She's you know, and she's like, it's not selfish. It's yeah, you know, you need. To, but she or, or she said it actually might be a little selfish, but it's okay to be selfish. Is what she said. And for me, I always want everybody to be happy. And I don't. I don't think I'm the, at the slightest that I'm a people pleaser right. at all. It's people that I love. I don't want to let down or say no or you know and it's it's hard because I do have family here and I do have friends and I do have you know I'm I'm helping you know I I direct all models and I'm doing this podcast and we were talking this only takes you know it's not um conflicting with my my career it's something I'm trying to do to help people but I find it hard to say no you know because I have photographers and clients and models and you know even inviting me like to their birthdays and it's like oh I should just stop by for a minute you know but that minute takes you two hours by the time you get ready you drive there you you know 100% even if you're stopping so how what do you say (laughs) help me out (laughs) well yes so in terms of saying no and it being like a selfish thing almost look at it as like self-care 
Okay. Right? So that's a key right. word, right? That's like trending as well, balance right. and self-care. And so that's a different take on it because I feel like you are taking care of yourself by mm-hmm. not running yourself th- so thin right. and stretching yourself too mm-hmm. far. And I think it's also like time managing those things. So if it is really hard for you to say no, the first thing is like look at the bigger picture and look mm-hmm. at like the long-term plan, right? right. Like just recently I got to a point where I had to say no to like actual work that was coming in that I felt like was really good opportunity work. But I was like, maybe in a way this is kind of holding me back, although I love it and it mm-hmm. and it pays really great. Right. I'm like, oh my God, this is weird to say no to it, but I feel like I have to because I'm spread so thin right. and I feel like I want something even larger than this. Right. And sometimes it's hard to like see larger when something really like big and opportunistic is right in front of you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like absolutely. how do you even think larger than that? <laughs> right. Um, and then I think like the also also is like, like I said, like time managing, if you have to go to those birthdays and you want to go to those birthdays, like maybe don't, let's say drink as much or stay as late or do something more than like the next day you can get up and kind of make up the difference for that. Like don't totally let loose, but like stop by half an hour, like pay your dues. Here's your present. Like sometimes I'll like fake drink and have a cocktail type thing. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. I got to go. And like, I genuinely wanted to be there. And, and, and that's the truth, but not to the point where it like sacrifices certain things or, you know, has a ripple effect on other things that are, that are really important to Mm -hmm. me. So I think it's also, and the other thing we were talking about is, you know, kind of being there for your friends and family and even acquaintances during like the more meaningful and harder times. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, I'm like, I'm not your girl to go shopping with. I'm not your girl to talk about like petty stuff. But like right. if you were crying and you were upset, like my girlfriends know that they can call me and mm-hmm. I will be there and I will answer. Right. But like nine to five, don't bother me about like some stupid drama. I'm just like, right. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the weekends after I go some wine, like, yeah, let's talk about it. Because like I need, I want to vent too. I want to talk about right. some stupid stuff too. So right. <laughs> no, I think that's so important. And, and just to touch on like, making sure there's not a ripple effect and something yeah. we were talking about earlier was um just being able to wake up earlier 100%, you know wake yeah. i'm a morning person so I'm not. yeah a lot of people aren't and i like last night um i i went to bed early and i was gonna go out actually with sarah and <clears throat> go visit some friends that were in town of hers from london <clears throat> Excuse me. (laughs) Just to go visit sometime. And then I'm like, you know what? They're not my friends. Like, it would be nice to meet them. You know, but then, but that was me being like, you know what? And I just texted her. I said, I'm going to go to bed because I knew I wanted to wake up this morning. I woke up at 6 a.m. I had to make sure a model was on set at 7. I wanted to make sure I texted her, make sure she was up, you know, and because that's my priority. Yeah. My career is my priority and I'm very passionate about it. Um, but it is, it's making sure that what you're doing today is not going to have a negative, you know, ripple effect on on your tomorrow. And, and that's hard for people to see sometimes because sometimes we can only see like the next day as opposed to like how many hours or like months or years did Mm -hmm. we waste on a certain subject or with people that, you know, didn't turn out to be like who we thought people, or, or a career we lasted in too long. Mm-hmm. But you kind of just see it as like two hours here, one hour here, but like add all that up. Right. And right. then you're like, oh, I spent a year of like those one-off hours wasting all this time. Right. So if you can just have the like longer term plan always in your mind and have that perspective and like literally have it written out. So like you're constantly reminded of like, what is my purpose and, like, my perspective of, like, doing this right now, mm-hmm. you know? 
So if something comes along that, you know, might be tempting for somebody, what do you actually suggest? Like literally writing it, like writing a plan out and like saying, no, I'm not going to and read your list. Or how do you, I mean, you seem, let's be honest, there's a lot of people, especially in this town or in in big cities that do run themselves thin, do have the temptation, like you're saying, when you were in meatpacking. And it's so much easier to say, eh, I'm going to be okay. You know, like, but there has to be some, like, you're gifted that you have this level-headed, you and know. And I'm not but, always that good, trust me. <laughs> right, like, right. I am, like, the person who always has, like, one drink too many. And I'm like, shit, I did it again. You know what I mean? So right. I'm definitely still working on that. Right. Um, but but what do you bring your back, bring yourself back to? Because I've been guilty of it myself. I mean, all of everybody has been guilty of it. I think um, what I've been trying to do is, you know, tell myself, no, you have to wake up early, so go to bed early. Whether right. it's even just calling a friend and talking on the phone for two hours or something silly, like doesn't even have to be drinking or going right. out. It's Absolutely. just like, yeah. what am I wasting my time doing? Go to bed so right. you can wake up because you need to go to yoga. You need to, you know, the self-care right. thing. Um, what, do you, what do you do that actually makes you focus? Be able to execute yeah. that? It's, it's all time management. Yeah. So it's literally telling myself, like, within a month, mm-hmm. if I look at, like, the month of June, I right. may tell myself, like, okay, there's four weekends, and out of the Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to spend two or three to do whatever I want. Or, and whatever I want is actually to do it with someone else. Right. Right. So whatever I want on the weekends is to, like, sleep clean and organize. Like, mm-hmm. I kid you not, like, that's me, like, having a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's times where I'm like, okay, well, I know I have a baby shower coming up. I have to go to that. Right. I know that there's a wedding coming up. I have to go to that. Mm-hmm. So then I'm kind of locked in to those particular things. Mm-hmm. And then anything that has flexibility, like, I try to push it to the next month. Like, I have a girlfriend that maybe has been, like, begging to hang out. I can't do it that month. Okay, I kind of push her to July. And I know that sounds really, really rough, but, like, I still try my hardest to like be there and mm-hmm. be in touch but I really kind of micromanage how I do it mm-hmm. to stay focused yeah. so I, I mean I so don't think it's an easy thing friends <laughs> because I've yeah. had a situation recently that it's I just have so much I've been traveling so much I do have family here but they live like over an hour away and it's hard for me you know to squeeze everything in but yeah I've recently like kind of gone at it with with a girlfriend that's it, it's affecting but I don't know how to say you know no matter how much I say you do matter right I just can't like right. I, physically, I physically like can't. I, I physically yeah. can't like I was just in Texas for a showcase I'm gone all of July for showcases and visiting agencies and all, like I have June all free you know like right. May was very very tough for me I had family in town from the east coast I had showcases and it was just a tough month like have you lost people because of that or do you think that that's them being selfish (laughs) I think it definitely can be both I definitely can't say like because it it is a in a way a it can be a selfish mentality but I also think once people understand that they actually start to respect it a little bit more Mm -hmm. like I said like certain friends know what they can come to me for and like what they can't and then they kind of have outlets for those other things with other friends Um, like I would say to your friend, for example, if you guys are having your, you know, spiff, like, Hey, June, I'm open. Let's pick a weekend and let's have a girl's weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. And kind of make it up to them. And like, I will do that too. If I feel like I've neglected someone or Mm -hmm. I kind of can tell like, okay, I pushed it a little too far this time, then I'll go out of my way 
the next time I can, and they're like they're my focus now. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I like But I that. think at the end of the day, they they tend to respect it, and you start to then align yourself with like like minded women who right. understand that. Right. And if you are with other like career driven women, they get it. Right. Right. I remember like my best friend growing up in the beginning, we had a little bit of that like issue where I was always traveling and busy and she was just like, well, I'm trying to come out. I'm trying to visit you. And then her career like went nuts and she was so busy and I couldn't get in touch with her. But I actually was like, I love this. Right. Like like you were proud of her Like this is amazing. (laughs) And then we were able to connect so much more because we both were like, shit, this sucks, like, we're so busy, but, like, right. we're so happy we made the time to get together. Right. And and obviously, you know, everyone's not going to grow together, and you're always going to have, like, high school friends and college friends, and everyone's going to be different. Mm-hmm. But I think as you, you know, adult, you start to have, like, that new community. Yeah. And those are the ones that are kind of, like, you tend to grow with and get closer with, and right. you don't have to lose touch with the past, but right, they right, become right. a little bit more of, like, here and there. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I saw like a meme or something yesterday and it, it was like oh um oh I'm grow I'm sorry that you're you've changed and then somebody else said well, I'm sorry you haven't Ugh. you know and it's like I'm ch- but if you're changing for the better you're changing and you're growing like yeah. when I was um even in high school I've always read self-help books and I had uh, a friend named Ryan and we always would read like um one minute millionaire or rich dad poor dad and we'd share all these books and everybody thought we were crazy i was like in ninth grade you know and he was a couple years older and he was like lynn's don't you but doesn't everybody get it like you don't want to just grow by yourself like we need to grow together and we need to like help each other and because if you make it you it's not going to be fun by yourself you know so 100 percent um yeah you definitely have to have that community for sure Mm -hmm. um and still have that, like, good pastime and still have that good, like, you know, like, hometown friend. And yeah. To kind of humble you and, yeah, and bring you back to that and, like, be that younger girl. Yeah. Um, but I think also, yeah, building a good community of, like, like-minded women, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Right. It doesn't need to be career. It doesn't even need to be successful. Just whatever that means to you. No, I so. love that. So what do you think um, in, in L.A. in general is, like, some of the bi- biggest misconceptions of any of the businesses that you're running right now, whether it be, you know, maybe maybe touch on modeling or or I know right now, and we were talking about this earlier, how film has always been a man's world, you yeah. know? And, and, and this podcast is for men and women, so we're not <laughs> knocking men at all, but yay, girl power. Um, yes, cheers <laughs> to I that. have had some, you know, boss babes that I've interviewed on here, so I'm really excited about that, but... But what do you think, you know, are some of the biggest biggest misconceptions? I mean, I think when it comes to the modeling world specifically, um, I think a lot of people feel like once they have an agent that mm-hmm. they've made it and they mm-hmm. can just sit back and relax. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's such <laughs> a pet peeve of mine yeah. when I hear people say like, well, they're not sending me out enough. And I'm like... Okay, well, do something about it. Right. Figure it out. Do you need better headshots? Do you need to take more classes? Do you need to do more trade work? Do you need to build your resume? Mm-hmm. Like, I could tell them a million things you need to do. Try to be top and like top of mind to that agent. Like, build a genuine relationship right. with them as well. Right. Like, get involved in something else that's involved in that world. But maybe it's photography. Maybe it's styling. And mm-hmm. like, send it their way and say, hey, I'm you know I'm doing this as well. Like, find right. a way to constantly reach out and stay in touch. And don't just, like, sit there and just wait. 
right. for someone to to call you because I think that's where people are like, oh, it didn't work out, it didn't work out. And I'm like, you have so much potential. I don't right. know how it didn't work out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what business it is. Like if you don't have that like aggression and that determination and right. that persistence and like, again, time management and mm-hmm. all of those things, then, yeah, it's very easy to just, you yeah. know, burn out or, you know, get exhausted of, you know, not getting auditions or callbacks or whatever the case is. Right. I love that you touched on that because um, – yeah, that kind of goes back to when we were talking about what we went to school for. And I'm yeah. like, I could market anything and now I, I market people, yeah. you know. But if I don't have the marketing materials or we ask models to reshoot or I need X, Y, and Z and I don't have that, I can't you go can't do to the shoot it. for you. Right. You know, like I can organize it. I can help you. I can advise. And the thing is, it's like also just for any actors out there who do have an agent and think the agent isn't sending them out, the agent I mean, I always say this, and I'll say it time and time again. Uh, something that I learned from Angela Strange, who was one of my mentors at Osbring, she always said, we don't eat till you eat, so we're pretty motivated. Mm, I like so that. So it's like, I'm not going to have you sit on my shelf rotting. Right. You know, like, I want you to work. Right. Because I, we literally don't get paid until our, you do. our talent yeah. gets paid. So why wouldn't I submit you? Right. <laughs> you know, like, why wouldn't I want you to succeed? And I think that that's something that comes really passionate about me being an agent because I want people people in general to succeed, not just my talent. Right. And I think that's what makes me maybe even different than some agents that I, I – and I think that agents genuinely care, but I'm not in it necessarily for the money and for the business. I'm right. in it – because I love people and because I feel like I could make a difference in their life and their career. Yeah. And I just love that you said, you know, like, do your part. You know, right. like, we're submitting, we're pitching. Like, I want to know everything. And I'm, I I overdo meetings. Sometimes I'm like, so tell me about your family. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> do you have a dog? Because I want to know if there's, like, real family, if there's a right. dog casting. Yeah. And I think it comes from being a commercial agent where you used to, you know, well, you still do, but I'm just not a commercial agent anymore. But you needed to know all of these things. Right. What are you allergic to? What products do you use? What, <laughs> right. like, you know, so, like, I want to know these things. What do, What are your hobbies? Even yeah. now, like, Lululemon, for example, they want somebody, if you're a real boxer, if you're a real yogi, if you're real, real, they types. want real. Yeah. They want to know where are you volunteering? You know, I had a breakdown the other day. I don't know if it was for Nike. It was something kind of. When you said breakdown, I was like, what did you get upset over? You meant breakdown like audition breakdown. I was like, like, oh, can we talk about it? Because I have them all the time. No, No, uh, a breakdown from a a producer uh, for a project. But no, it was like they wanted to know what the model was doing and what they were involved in in their town. So like one model is a new mom and her and her husband go and plant flowers all around their little their little neighborhood where they see anything that doesn't have flowers and like and just helps out and and they wanted to know like genuinely like what are you doing to help out your community or what you know and it it's funny what it what it's becoming because it used to be it did used to be a pretty face you know and now they want real and now they want like cool freckles and afros and gaps in your teeth and like to know you're planting flowers in your no and I, and I love that and it's yeah. like what we were talking about earlier like you know the exterior is just a part of it even in the modeling yeah. industry but it's you know there definitely is obviously that personality and like putting your best foot forward in those right. auditions and just kind of be being level-headed and 
I know we had the example of like, you know, if you have to drive three hours for an audition, like right. keep that shit to yourself. I don't know if you can swear on this, <laughs> but like walk in with a smile on your face and like bitch about it later. Right. Who cares? Because right. we all drove mm-hmm. three hours to get there. Right. Exactly. And I strongly believe in that. And so, you know, I think there's always something to work on and there's always like things to add to your resume mm-hmm. that maybe don't make sense initially. Like but even like planting flowers. You never know if there's going to be a garden commercial. Who right. Knows? Right. Right. Um, but keeping your agents abreast yeah, of what exactly, you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And even if, like do it for yourself, but then also like now you have something to kind of talk about. Like, hey, just wanted to update right. you on what's going on. I've been working on this, this, and this. I took a photography class. I took an exactly. acting class. And like I think the agents will respect that and see like you're dedicated to your career. Mm-hmm. And then again, like, A, I think you'll be top of mind if something mm-hmm. comes up. But then B, they'll be like, this chick is really, like, she's really trying. Yeah. So, and I think people appreciate that. I like that. Well, thank you. So what what can we expect next from you with all of your all of your yeah. endeavors? Let's see. Um, I mean, I honestly want to get into a little bit more of, like, motivational speaking, guest speaking, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I really want to market it towards a younger demographic, though. Right. Um, from, like, 15 to 21. I feel awesome. like a lot of us are kind of speaking to our, our peers, which I mm-hmm. think is great. Um, but I want to speak to, like, that girl in middle America and right. really kind of give her the tools and resources to motivate her to kind of think outside the box. Right. Um, and so my the beginning of that is I'm doing a panel next week actually mm-hmm. at the Pacific Design Center. I think it's June twelfth. Okay. Um great. so that that'll be like one of my first times kind of getting my feet wet. Um, yeah. How can people sign up? Not to cut you off, but I just don't want to forget. Ooh, can, are are there see. tickets left or is it Yeah, it is. And we can put this all we'll put all the info in the um in the info on the on the okay. podcast as well. And maybe there's a website or something, but I don't know if there... There is an event, right? Okay. I do know that. Okay. And it's June 12th? Um, yes. I'll have to come. Yes. Okay. Please come. Yeah. I would love to have you there. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's definitely more of my focus going forward. Mm-hmm. I feel like... We are living parallel lives. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Maybe we should do something together. <laughs> um, like, I love what I do, but at the end of the day, I think, again, being cliche, but the purpose and the passion and things like that, like, it really starts to kind of hit you a little bit more when you Absolutely. get older and you're like, okay, this is great. I make people pretty for a living. Right. Or like, right. I put shoes on people and they like it. Or, you know, yes, I bring exposure to brands, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know how much I'm really helping, except I am building brands and I'm making them money. But, like, am I really, like, affecting someone in a good way? Right, right. And so I think that's – I definitely want to tap into that more. Good. I love that. And it's funny because we were talking about how everybody that I've been interviewing is also, like, we were that small-town girl. Oh, yeah. You know? And I think the purpose, too, of this podcast is showing people in the demographic that you're trying to reach now – that they can be us. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because I was, I was that and girl. No and no one was speaking to me. Right. Like, no one I was speaking to me either. I, Oprah, I, mean, I think. We were watching Oprah most, at 4 yeah. p.m. Jenny Jones, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I'd come home and watch that at like 4 p.m. Right. That was not exactly motivational. No. But, but yeah, I, I mean, and now we have so many resources. Right. Podcasts. The kids are have, so. Yeah. Uh, blogs. There's so yeah. much. There's um, so much exposure of, to great 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 content yeah whether you know i was reading like paperback hardback books you know oh, that we too. didn't yeah we didn't even have a kindle you no know kindles. <laughs> no ipads no ipads no podcasts you know yeah. you were listening to the radio you were watching i mean seriously it was if i could get done with cheerleading practice in time and come home and watch oprah yeah that was my motivation you know and um no 100 percent. and like, 
so yeah, for everybody listening to, if you are a young guy or girl, take advantage of of your resources because you are so much. Um, you know, you you do have so much more than we were given, and and be grateful for that. You know, yeah. don't don't take advantage of that. That and like the one thing I always kind of want to point out is when you're in those small towns, mm-hmm. I feel like. You know, some of the things we do now, there's not actual titles for them, right? Like, in the beginning, there was no blogger. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, influencer. People didn't even know what that was, like, when we were 15, 16, Mm -hmm. right? And so I remember, like, I loved fashion, and I would wear, you know, fashionable clothes, if you will, to, like, a high school that wore a T-shirt and jeans. Right. And I'd be bullied and made fun of all the time. I literally spent, like, my lunch breaks crying, and I'm like, I don't understand. All I did was wear a skirt. Right, or like zebra print. Yeah. (laughs) That was me, zebra. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And luckily I fought through that. Right. But like, because I didn't have like a support system or like a bunch of other girls that were doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. It wasn't like mean girls where they all have like a click. Like, it was just Just, me. mm -hmm. And so I don't know what, I think actually modeling gave me that Mm -hmm. because my mom would um, take me to New York City every summer and I would model and I would get perspective. Right. And I would see like, oh, it's not just like Ashley. I literally think we had the same really? life because <laughs> I would go in New York. I remember I went to IMTA. And oh, I was me like, too. You did, yes. and my, now it's so funny because it comes full. Too. I did too. <laughs> oh my gosh, my so mom was a there. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So I just sounded like a complete donkey when I just left. <laughs> no, but I went to Barbizon. I went to IMTA, and I remember going there because I was so so skinny. I would get made fun of. And I went and I was like, Mom, these people are just like me. Like, they're just, they're skinny like me too yeah. and everything. And I would go shopping there and I'd come back and this was like when instant. Oh, you bring it to high school. And I'd bring it to high school. Uh-uh. And I remember it, instant over. messenger and on Mm-mm. the, in my instant messenger, I was like, dare to be expressive. Or like, oh I put some God. quote on, <laughs> dare to be different. Like, that might have even been like my senior A-I-M. quote. I don't remember. Yeah, Yahoo days. I was L Cool 85. I remember I that. that my freshman roommate, Julie, who's my one of my best friends now, she's like, what did you think? You were cool or something? I'm like, no, my last name is Cooley. Like, my <laughs> friends called me Cools. Hers was N. Jules, like N. Sing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Julie, that was a little worse. <laughs> but anyway, no, oh, my gosh. So we live parallel lives. Yeah. This is, that's a title of our book. I love no. that. Yeah, it should be. But no, um, thank you so much. Yes, this has been so fun. So, where can people find you now? Um, What's your website? What's your Insta? We'll put it all online, also. But just mm, if people don't want to read, yeah. <laughs> My website is ashleymichelson.com. And how do we spell that? And it's A S H L E Y M I C H A E L S E N dot com. And then my personal Instagram handle is ashley.michelson. And then the business uh, Instagram is Ashley Michelson PR. Great. Well, thank you so yeah. much. If there's one more thing, is there anything that you just that you feel in your gut is just the lesson for today? I know we kind of touched on a bunch of different things, which I'm so excited about. I, you know, I, we never know where this is going to go, and it's a little yeah. just off the cuff. But if there's one thing that yeah, there's like so much that comes to my mind, but I guess the takeaways and like not trying to sound so cliche, but I think it's it's really just having that overall perspective and building, like, even building, like, a business plan for yourself. Mm-hmm. It can be internal, and it's just something that you keep, you know, mm-hmm. checking on. And it can be whatever you want it to be. 
and constantly just knowing that you're progressing Mm -hmm. towards that and just keeping that bigger picture in mind because then everything you're doing day to day will have so much more value. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you're working a job that you hate, like find a purpose for it and know that like maybe it's just a stepping stone. Maybe it's just a way to save money. Maybe it's because of it gets you out of your normal schedule. Like find some value in Mm -hmm. it because there is some value in it and and really look for that um and then just really try to build towards the future like keeping in mind like finances what's coming in what's coming out like that's i just did that this past week and i was like oh shit okay this gave me such an even broader perspective of like okay this is what i'm making this is what i'm why am i spending that much Mm -hmm. and where do i want to be and how much do i need to survive you know and having those like staple things in mind just kind of keeps it like very relevant Mm -hmm. and i think we tend to lose track of that because Mm -hmm. there's so many distractions I don't know if that made sense. No, it totally <laughs> did. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was, but I know. It was a, it was a big takeaway. <laughs> you might have to rewind and re-listen to that. No, it was, it was really amazing. Um, thank you. Yes, thank Seriously, you. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, follow Ashley in all of her next endeavors, and we'll talk to you soon. I love you all. <laughs>